Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fantasy Foes. Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive. Adam Rohn is coming at you right after week number one. Getting ready to run your fab, getting ready to run your waiver wire, whatever the case may be. We got you covered right here on the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Ronis, my man, well, how was week one for you? I was up and down. I think my teams with Tyreek Hill did well. Yeah, I, I, would, my, I hope so. Yeah, some of my other fantasy teams didn't have a great week. I mean, there were just so many down performances. I only have T. Higgins in one league, but he had a donut. Uh, I have Dallas Goddard in a couple. There's a donut. Uh, DJ Moore I have like in one and two targets back-to-back plays and then he basically disappeared quarterback play was atrocious I mean all the top quarterbacks didn't perform well but it was fun being at MetLife Stadium to watch the Cowboys destroy the Giants that was absolutely so much fun there was a lot of Cowboys fans there there was a let's go Cowboys chant so even the pouring rain couldn't put a damper on that ass kicking that the Giants received from the Dallas Cowboys. 40 to nothing, you know what I'm saying? We saw three dominant defensive performances this week. They could have really slowed down fantasy numbers um, for teams, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, let's kind of start with some of, like, you mentioned, man, it, 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 let's start with Tyreek Hill. I mean, I sat up here a couple weeks ago and was like, I don't have no Tyreek Hill. And it's just like they, they kick the ball off and then you realize, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long year if this guy's going to be doing this all year. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have him nowhere. Yeah, I have him in three leagues. I mean, it all was a product of where you were drafted. Exactly. You know? Like, I had him ranked third at wide receiver, but I did see the case for taking a one because I wrote up a piece for the messenger.com in the preseason for the awards. And I said... He would have won the Offensive Player of the Year award last year if Tua didn't get hurt. I mean, yeah. Cup obviously got hurt. He was probably going to get it. But Tyreek, I don't think he scored a touchdown once Tua went down. But he was putting up amazing numbers. And that whole entire offense was with Tua healthy. So, I mean, this is not a surprise at all. Um, I know he said he wants to go for 2,000 yards. He absolutely can do it. I mean, it's just this offense is just insane. Tua played great. Now, we yep. need to see that consistently from him. We saw games last year where he didn't play well. Obviously, the concussion and injury risk with him, but he did a good job even with uh, you know Armstead out of uh, not taking the big hits. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Miami gets a, a Sunday night primetime game against uh, New England, so uh, that should be fun. But, yeah, I mean, Tua was uh, clearly the best quarterback uh, in a week where you just had a lot of terrible performances. And I think a lot of it has to do with teams not playing in the preseason. Yeah. And just coming out real rusty and – it was an ugly day for offense. Yeah, and then you had a couple situations. Styles makes fights, you know what I'm saying? For example, the Rams and, and the Seahawks. The Rams have been dominant versus the Seahawks. We saw the same thing with the Bengals uh, and, 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 and the Cleveland Browns for years, you know what I'm saying, where Cleveland is dominant over Cincinnati. Yeah, they just have Burrow's number. Also, Burrow was dealing with the calf injury. He had no training camp. And they just always start slowly. Same thing happened last year. Like, I don't read anything into that game at all for Cincinnati. I think they'll be fine. Uh, might take a couple weeks, but uh, it's not like the weather was a factor as well. Uh, I mean, it's not like Watson played well either. Uh, so, I just, yeah, Burrow going for, what, like 82 yards? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we always say you can't overreact to week one. There are also things you can take away, but uh, I know from a betting perspective, I had written up that, you know, I, I was on a lot of underdogs in week one. You see it every year. Yeah. The underdogs tend to do well. The unders hit, uh, I think it was 12-4 and four to the under. So, 
Uh, just something to keep an eye on. And I did see this interesting stat, too. Teams that lost by 10 points or more in week one in the um, last – no, wait, that was not it. That was a different one. Oh, so it was teams that lost by 10 or more in week one. The next week, they're 9-3-1 and one against the spread. Yeah, so – I think we can see some bounce-back performances this week. I definitely agree with you on that. And a couple games I want to get to a little bit later on. Um, let's start with the, the waiver wire. And I don't ever want to hear the name DeAndre Swift again, but how much stock would you put into scooping up Kenneth Gainwell if you needed a running back? Is you he the top RB? Yeah, just Gainwell's probably not going to play on Thursday. Yeah, well, um, there you go. <laughs> just like um, that. Yeah, so um, I would bid on him, but not heavy. Yeah. Uh, it's a short week. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Eagles backfield is crazy. So um, they're going to give Swift an opportunity now. Is Penny going to be active? It's just crazy what's going on with them. Yeah, you, you just don't know. That situation is one to avoid. Joshua Kelly ran the football well. Um, I think people kind of saw that, you know, a lot of people in the industry – Said that it could be some kind of split coming, or that the that the uh, the Chargers needed an extra running back to go along with Austin Eckler. And one thing you see about the Kellen Moore offense, and yes, it is a lot of passing and opening up and then going it down the field, but it's also a lot of power running, and I think that's good for Kelly. Yeah, well, Eckler's got this ankle injury too. Right, that makes it even better for Kelly. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's tough when doing these bids here because. How high should you go? Because we don't know the extent of this Eckler injury. And I saw Kelly in my home league go for 225. That's a big number. Yeah, he's he was drafted in a lot of leagues that are 20 rounds. He, well, he was. I have him on the team, thank God. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing. Um, it's honest, to... I had him on the team. Not only did I have him on the team, I had to start him last week. Wow, you yeah, got lucky. Yeah, already. <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, but you just see the carnage already. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I'm starting to do praying I get a point in week one. Yeah, I think I was surprised how much the Chargers ran the ball. Maybe that was a product of going up against uh, Miami's defense with uh, Vic Fangio there, and they just had to counteract it by running a little bit more. They probably took away the pass because there's been a lot of talk about how the Chargers with Kellen Moore would open up go downfield. That wasn't the case. Uh, but Kelly, at least we know, is the handcuff. And, yeah, he's if Eckler misses time, it's going to be a big deal. So that's the tricky part about doing waivers Tuesday night. I know most of ours are Wednesday. Even with that, we might not have much news on Eckler today. You're probably going to hear, yeah, his ankle's sore. He's, we'll see if he can practice next couple of days. So that's where it's always a tough decision on uh, how aggressive to go. It also comes down to what are your needs as well. Um, you know, if you're really hurting a running back, you're probably going to have to increase that bid more. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking through. Uh, I forgot that I have a couple leagues that run on, on, on Tuesdays, and I'm looking through, and obviously Puka is gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was the main guy that was unavailable on this way right here. Um, so what's the situation with the running backs in Indianapolis? Deion Jackson was horrible. Yeah. 13 carries, 14 yards. He lost two fumbles. Uh, Evan Hull is on injured reserve. Uh, I did see Zach Moss was at practice today. He did practice on a limited basis last week, so I think Moss will come back and be the primary running back. He averaged about like 83 and a half rushing yards over his last four games last year. Probably not going to be involved much in the passing game. That yeah. would probably come down to Deion Jackson. But I think if Zach Moss is out there, you add him. I did add him in a couple leagues last week, knowing that there was a possibility he could play and that he probably will be the guy with Jonathan Taylor out. 
Uh, it's interesting stuff right there, that situation. What did you think of Anthony Richardson? I thought he was pretty good. Did I, right? They had, a, yeah. they had a lot of design runs for him. Uh, they let him throw the ball. They kind of played at a fast pace. Uh, he was one of the better fantasy quarterbacks of the week. He did get banged up at the end of the game. He might have been able to add another rushing touchdown. I think he was stopped at the one. They brought in Minshew, and they couldn't score to get that backdoor cover. So if you had Jacksonville uh, minus five, you know, you, you love that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for his first start, we were concerned about the accuracy. Uh, it definitely helped Michael Pittman. Pittman had, uh, I think, 11 targets. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you, you, I think you're feeling pretty good right now. You know, Richardson kind of was like that borderline QB1. Uh, I saw teams would draft him and then take another backup like quickly so that was probably smart but I think right now Richardson is just someone you're going to play every week and uh, against the Texans defense this week which was better but uh, you're not scared of them yeah no nah, I think that the, I one of the things I was curious about on a on like you, you mentioned those same type of leagues on where you know you draft a certain way and it's okay let's take a shot with Richardson and now I'm like I bet now I can put Richardson in my line but feel safe about it now that I see that you know, the rushing is going to be there and how they're kind of running and catering that offense to make it simple for him. So I do think that he is a safe uh, uh, starter in a 12-team fantasy league. Yeah, no, I do. I mean, I don't have a lot of them. I have them more in basketball. I was trying to get one of those top eight quarterbacks in most of my drafts, and I succeeded, which is probably why my week one sucked because, you know, Hurts had a bad game. Uh, Lawrence had a pretty good game. I have him in a few. I have uh, Justin Fields, who was bad. Um, so yeah, that's, but I kind of, kind of wish I had Richardson now. (laughs) And that's how, tell me about it. Um, JK Dobbins, you know, I can remember like when I saw it happen and I'm attached to Dobbins a little bit too heavily and immediately I was like this son of a gun, you know what I'm saying? Then I was like, JK Dobbins don't want to be hurt. You know what I'm saying? He want to be out there playing. So it's not about our fantasy teams. I mean, now this kid has done been like two knee in, I mean, two season ending injuries. Couldn't play last year. Ultimately, it's going to be like three years before you really see him on the field. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, J.K. Dobbins will not be with us again this year. But um, I think in Baltimore is 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 Gus Edwards first and Justice Hill second, right? Um, I lean Hill and PPR, really? but yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a committee, though. So we saw Hill get the goal line carry right after Dobbins left, and then Gus Edwards got the two-point conversion. They kind of played an even split. Edwards has been very efficient in his career. I don't think he'll catch a lot of passes. I really don't want to go crazy on either. I think someone's always going to spend more. I think I think Hill's more widely available, especially in the deeper formats with 20 yeah. rounds. Um, but the Dobbins thing is bad luck, man. Like, yeah, it really you is. Know, someone, someone texted me like, oh, Dobbins can't stay healthy. I mean, he has a torn ACL and Achilles, man. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing you can't. Luck. It's yeah. not. See, if you're going to say injury prone. Cooper Cup. Me, um, I don't know. That's Well, okay, like a hamstring. Like Darren yeah. Waller. Now they're saying Darren Waller's hamstring could be an issue. I'm like, oh, great, really? So I do have him in two leagues, and then the price got too high. I backed off, but. That's where you see it. If it's the same chronic injury. But, like, Dobbins just had a luck, and I got screwed because I had a Dobbins prop, man. I had a Dobbins prop and Aaron Jones prop. They both get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you see. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 that, and that's how it goes. You know, but Aaron Jones didn't cash his props? Well, not right. So, so this is what happened. So, for the messenger.com, I have to put out my Friday betting package. Uh, like, I, have to, I write it mostly Thursday or Friday morning. So, it's got to be out Friday afternoon. 
I wanted to take the rushing and receiving yards prop. I did it last year against the Bears, too. I think in week two. Like, he just destroys them. And I figured with Jordan Love, they would want to ease him in. And with Christian Watson out and uh, Romeo Dobbs limited, that they would involve Jones more in a passing game. So they didn't have the rushing and receiving yards prop out when I wrote it. Um, So I just said, all right, I'll go with the rushing one. And so he did not hit the rushing prop. But the rushing and receiving, or just the receiving isolated, he did because he had that big uh, touchdown on the reception where he hurt his hamstring. What about the Bears' backfield? Um, so Khalil Herbert was the lead back. Yeah. Roshan Johnson got a lot of his production late. He in was the passing also the third game late. Back. Yeah. Yeah, I drafted Roshan in a lot I, of leagues. I do too, but now I'm like, okay, but what do I do with putting these dudes in the starting lineup? Well, it's tough to put him in now. Um, even Herbert, I did start Herbert in a league, and I don't know if I will this week. Yeah, um, same. I think it's still Herbert's job for now, but remember, this coaching staff did not draft him. They drafted Roshan Johnson, who looked good. It is a three-down back. I mean, a lot of these backs you're just going to have to, you know, the the Roshan Johnson, the Tajay Spears – Jerome Ford, Sean Tucker, got, you're just holding on to them, waiting to see um, what if their role can grow if an injury happens. Uh, you, I don't think you could start them right now. And hopefully the way you drafted their guys that are flyers on your bench, uh, unless you have a couple guys that you are relying on and you're like, oh, no, I can't, tra- I can't play it. Like Antonio Gibson. Like, man, the Antonio big... Gibson thing, man, and that's a bummer right there because I'm just looking at the talent. But I'm like, if you can't hold the ball, they're not going to play. They're not going to play you. Exactly, and they'll just feed Brian Robinson. So and I don't have no Brian Robinson. I only have him in best ball, and I think one redraft league. I do have Gibson. I started Gibson in a FFWC league, so he's going to the bench this week. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. You see a lot of these running back situations change. I mean, big one is the Rams, man. Like, if you just looked at the box, you're like, oh, Cam Man, Akers, the Rams uh, thing was crazy, yo. Cam it Akers, looks like Cam Akers was something, but really, if you watch that game, that was Williams. Oh, it was. And Cam Akers, most of his carries came late when they were milking the clock. So, I drafted Kyron Williams in a lot of leagues. I didn't start him anywhere. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to start him this week either, only because they're going against the 49ers. And that's the thing with the Rams. You know, the Rams probably... That had to be one of the biggest surprises of the week. They absolutely destroyed Seattle, and they always I had a conversation Seattle well. with someone. So look, I, look, I I wrote out full disclosure. I wrote up my survivor piece. I gave the easy ones: the Ravens, Washington. The third one, I couldn't really come up with a great one. I went Minnesota. I never trust Minnesota. They lost, but I I went Baltimore and Washington. But someone was like to me, they said, "Hey." I'm going to take Seattle. I'm like, do not do it. You do not take divisional teams. You no, just do no, not do don't it. do that. That's too dangerous. People got to do their research. Like, literally, the Rams own the Seahawks. And here's the other thing, too. Okay? That line was five, right? Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, we knew, was officially out. The line never moved. Why? Why did yeah, it move? True. So, you, you, you never want to take divisional games in Survivor, period. And week one... Yes, did definitely I think not Seattle in week one. Win? Yeah, but no way was I taking Seattle. Definitely not in week one. You're 100 percent correct about that. That that's the move that you can't make in week one, right there, um, with, with those two teams. And yes, I know they were a big favorite and like a baseline for Survivor. You want a 225 something like that type favorite, 
but you'd prefer it not being a divisional matchup, and you better always be careful of Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins uh, will ruin your money. Um, but people that's going to bid on Puka, right? I've people say, well, what about when, when, when Cooper Cup comes back? And my thing is I wouldn't even worry about that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I did draft Puka in a couple leagues uh, in, the, in the late uh, – one of my beat out of bonus leagues in FFWC, I took him late. I didn't start him, obviously. But, yeah, he's going to go for big money. And he had 15 targets. So whenever you see that for a rookie – uh, we know the scheme is good with McVay. I mean, Tutu Atwell even had a big game. Uh, Stafford looked great. I mean, this is supposed to be a pretty bad team, especially on the defensive side, which that's why they and they only gave up 13 points to Seattle. I think Seattle ran like 12 plays in the second half. I mean, okay. it was just pure domination. Now, they have a much bigger test this week against the 49ers. So I don't think you're going to feel good about starting most of these guys. I still might start Puka. He'll probably be, I'm working on my rankings today. They'll be out on themessenger.com on Thursday. I'm probably going to have Puka in the wide receiver three range. Okay. Uh, you hope that he can get, you know, eight targets. They probably should be playing for mine, but it is a much more difficult matchup. But I still think. Still a division matchup, though, but I don't yeah. have the numbers with these two teams in front of me, but I can imagine the 49ers would be dominant. Yeah. Um, Particularly recently. Uh, I'm. Uh, I mean, the Rams had a couple good. I don't know. But, yeah, I'd have to look those numbers up. But, I mean, I don't think you could feel the, the no, Rams are exactly. not going to have the performance they just had here uh, this past week against Seattle. And the 49ers will be uh, awake for it. They'll be ready. They'll watch the tape. Uh, and I think San Francisco's home, right? Uh, San Francisco is the home team, yes. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Puka's going to be the big ad this week. And if you were able to draft him late, you know, you're, you're feeling pretty good about it right now. Yeah, shout out to um, – yeah, definitely. I didn't have him nowhere. Got to feel pretty good about that, like you said, if you got it. Our boy Hayden Hurst came through. Yeah, uh, I think part of it was the lack of wide receivers. Uh, yeah, they don't have any. And, man, Bryce yeah, Young threw – did you see out. them interceptions Bryce Young threw? Yeah, Ronis, the same interception, son. <laughs> that, yeah. that was like, like even being a rookie, I would expect him to do better to be better than that. Like, you can't throw that kind of pick the same time. Um, yeah, Josh Allen has something to say about that too. Oh my um, god, he was pretty bad, dude. How I, I don't know how you feel. Say, so I like the Jets. I root for them. You know, I have a lot of friends that are Jets fan. I cannot believe Aaron Rodgers got hurt fourth snap of the game and it's funny i texted my friend who's a jets fan around five o'clock i said let's go jets he goes i just hope aaron Rodgers doesn't break his leg in the first quarter having Vinny testaverde's flashbacks and, and then he got hurt i was like wow son when he sat down after he got up i said okay and then i saw him sit down my first thought was Vinny testaverde and yeah, i thought man. to myself this team is cursed it has to, dude. I was just, I just wanted to see what this team could do. We know how great the defense was. We all knew. Okay, they. I've said it. They didn't need Aaron Rodgers MVP level. They just needed Aaron Rodgers to play to be competent. Good football. Their Not quarterback wasn't competent last year. And yeah. they were all fired up. If you watched Hard Knocks, like this team, and then that air was taken out. And I, I just felt. Really I felt bad for, for the fans. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so brutal, man. Like. I know what it is. I'm a Mets fan. Nah, so I know yeah, what they're going real. through. 
Yeah, I forgot. At least the Mets gave us one good month this year. The Jets couldn't even get a fucking quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Four yeah, plays no, in. That was, that was and you cool. knew right away. You're like, yeah, this guy's done. He ain't coming back. It's bad. Yeah, no. So you, it was the Jets. So you was like, yeah, all right. Well, let's just go ahead and get this one done with and wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was just absolutely brutal. Great that they won. And uh, yeah, now they get the uh, Cowboys defense and we too. So do you think the Cowboys can open up the season with back-to-back shutouts? That's asking a lot. It could happen, though. I guess it could. But, I mean, I could also see the Jets' defense forcing a turnover. Oh, uh, yo, that's true, too. It's not, like, it's not like the Cowboys quarterback is against turning the football over. And, like, and then you mentioned Josh Allen. Uh, Ronis, they should put him on. If he does this again, I'll put him on the bench. They're not going to do that, man. He caused the team to lose the game. He did, and he took full responsibility for it, too. But see, that's the thing, Ron. Is that take full responsibility? Don't cause the team to lose the game. You see what I'm saying? Like, Dak does the same thing. Oh, well, it's my, okay. it's my look, bad. Look, look. I, I, we know it's your bad. I'll say this, okay? The, they have a matchup this week at home against the Raiders. He's got to come through this week and have a big game. We all knew that he was not going to have a big game against the Jets. Like, I wrote up the under 45 and a half. They played two low-scoring games last year. I think it was 20-12 to 12 and 20-17. to 17. The Jets' defense is really good. Now, two of those interceptions were horrendous. I don't know what he was looking at. Uh, then he for- forced the ball downfield, too. Like, what are you doing? Um, so, yes, he made some really bad decisions. And it's been a factor the last couple of years. He came into the league with those issues. It looked like he cleaned it up. And it was bad last year, and it's, it was bad in, in the first game. They're big favorites at home. So, You'd expect Allen to bounce back this week. This is a week where he's got to have like a 300-yard, three passing touchdowns, no turnover game. So I'm fading them. I think the I think I think the Raiders cover the spread, and I won't be surprised if the Raiders beat them. I don't think Buffalo's ten points better than anybody. Um, I don't see them losing this game. They're they're going to be. I would assume I didn't go go through it yet, but I got to think they're going to be the most popular play for Survivor Pools this week. I mean, they're the biggest. That's favorite, very dangerous. Right? They probably okay, who would you going be the with then this week? Look at these spreads. Probably would be the big, biggest favorite of the week. They are well. Dallas is nine, and Buffalo's nine and a half, right? Yeah. So I mean, you could take Dallas this week, but some people might want to save them. You might want to save even, Dallas. I don't think you could save it anymore, bro. The, the yeah, way the NFL is, don't save it, you man. Have to let it fly. Just, You're right about that, Ron. Yeah, man. San Francisco is interesting, but that's a division game. Divisional game. Yeah, man. and then New York. Was, Jesus Christ, you're not gonna play New York. <laughs> uh, people will. They will. Look, I I do think this is. You're right. Be, this is a tough week. Yeah, I mean. I think people will play the Giants, and I have no problem with it. You do worry that it's on the road. I think you have to throw out the first game with the Giants. Like, you know, this tends to happen where it just snowballed. Like, the Giants actually marched down the field on their first drive. They were driving good. I was like, here we yeah. go again. And they can't they stop got the, the run. Field, and then they got the field goal blocked, returned for a touchdown, and that was it. It was over. You can't get behind against Dallas. That seemed, that's going to be something that teams are going to have to focus on because if, if you can run on Dallas, you'll be able to beat them. But if you get behind and you have to throw against them, their defense is going to swallow you. Pause. Yeah, Parsons had two sacks. There was plays where he was double teamed and freed up other guys to get there. Look, Dan Quinn has done a great job. He with really has, defense, man. I mean, it's and you know it's crazy because you always say because I said it last year. I'm like, well, the Cowboys created a lot of turnovers the previous year. That usually doesn't repeat year to year. It did, and then it continued here in Game One. So. 
you usually don't get that bounce of the football. Two, two back years to in back row. seasons of thirty plus turnovers. Right. That's amazing. But you know what? That says that the scheme is they, great, and they just have. The well, you players. look at what Trayvon Diggs did on that play, so you can see that turning the ball over is something that they that they've practiced. You know, it's Survivor. It's un it's uncommon to do so. Take the Thursday night team, but I would take Philadelphia. Um. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, I don't. I don't see them losing this game. Mm-mm. I can see the Vikings keeping it close because that's what they do. Um, and that, that no, I remember last year they played Philadelphia in week two as well, and Philadelphia destroyed them. Destroyed, yeah. That wasn't a Monday night game, right? It was either Monday or Thursday. It probably I think was, it was Monday. A Monday night game. Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing Richard Sherman. I think Sherman it was Monday. Them. Yeah, they destroyed them. Um, yeah, I was on. I didn't think the Vikings were good this year. I mean, not that they weren't good. I just didn't think. No, I they're not going to win fourteen under games. on their wins. Yeah, uh, they. They, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't. Think I think they, they the Ronis, I, I've been saying this all offseason. I think they pack it up and say, you know what? There's Caleb Williams sitting out there. Kirk Cousins not on the contract. You know, this is, Kirk Cousins is a lame duck quarterback. He doesn't have a contract past this season. So they're clearly, in my opinion, I think they if they if they start losing games, I can see them packing it up. Yeah. Um. I guess it's possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of far from that. I don't think they're True. that bad. I don't think they're that bad. Um, let me see their schedule, though. Let's see. So, say they lose this week. They have the Chargers at home, at Carolina, home to the Chiefs, at the Bears, home to the Niners, at Green Bay. They can lose all of those games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess they could. They're not. I, they wouldn't. They Panthers. shouldn't at least, but you know what I mean? They shouldn't lose to the Panthers and the Bears. The Chargers, you know, the Chargers always find a way. Did you see what the Chargers did at the end of the first half against Miami? <laughs> you saw that pass interference that led to a field goal with no time on the clock? Yo, I mean, only the, yo, only the Chargers only the make char- plays like that. And, of course, you know I had the Chargers the third leg of a three-team parlay. What, the money line? Yep. Or the or the minus three? The money line. I know the minus course, three was man. in danger. They, they always just uh, they New, New, New Orleans, Jacksonville, and San Diego. That was a three-team parlay. And New Orleans tried to give it away as well, you know what I'm saying? But that, you know, they weren't able to do that, but they sure enough oh, they, tried did to. You, that was a horrible call on the uh, Derek Carr. They called it a pass when it was yep. a fumble. They would have taken it to the house. They blew the whistle, whistle dead and reviewed it. That yep. was a fumble. Yeah, no, nah, Tennessee is interesting. They got they, it, it, The Chargers come into Tennessee this week. Tennessee is going to be competitive every week, you know what I mean? So um, I would look out for that one right there. I was on better this morning, Ronis, and I was I led with Lamar Jackson. Um Lamar like I understand it's only one week, but even if you look back at last season, he completed played in and completed eleven games last year. He was a QB one six time. He was QB sixteen to thirty two the other five times. And I'm like Shouldn't his numbers be more consistent if he's going to be a top fantasy quarterback? Yeah, I mean, this could be also product of a, a new system, new offensive coordinator, again, week one. So I think that was a factor in this. Uh, Zay Flowers looked great. Uh, so He yeah, does. I'm, 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 I'm happy that I got him a couple places. Yeah, I do too. Um Beckham played a lot of snaps. Beckham, I mean, abatement obviously limited, coming off the injury. No Mark Andrews, too. So yeah. I think you have to take that into account. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think you have to give him some time. I'm not I'm not worried yet. But a lot of these quarterbacks, Burrow should be fine. I was kind of 
perplexed why the Chargers ran so much. But, again, I think Vic Fangio is a good defensive coordinator and they probably had to adjust because you expect them to pass more. I think Hurts will be fine, you know, going up against uh, New England. Philadelphia, Philadelphia got to be careful with this blow teams out in the first half and then put it on cruise control because New England, yeah. New England almost caught them and beat them this past week. And they fool around with the wrong team. They're going to lose if they continue to. I don't know, understand. Listen, it's good for you because you know that you can bet Philadelphia in the first half, particularly Philadelphia second quarter. You can almost make Philadelphia second second quarter minus seven, and it'd be a good bet. But well, they were the rest of the fourteen nothing in the second quarter. Right? Oh, they were. So they yeah, were so this sixteen nothing in the first. So it was the first quarter this week. So yeah, their their first half thing. Or they get out to these quick starts. And then, listen, they can sit hurts on you and they can run it and they can put that defense and get to the finish line. But my thing is, it's going to catch up with them at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, last year everything broke right for them. They had the favorable schedule. Now they have a, a first-place schedule, though. Oh, my goodness. Did you see their schedule coming up? Home to the Vikings, at Tampa, home to Washington, at the Rams, at the Jets. It, it seems like they can go. They can be eight and zero before they can you go look five up. Five and one. Yeah. Then they have home to Miami at Washington, then Dallas November fifth. So this is the, oh, listen to this schedule starting the fifth. Home to Dallas at Kansas City, home to the Bills, home to the 49ers, at Dallas at Seattle. That yeah. is a that is a that's that's stretch. that's the stretch. That's their season right there. They're going to need Hurts to be ready to rock and roll for that. Um, that's going to be you know uh, defined with their playoff position and looks like. Can they get back to the top of the NFC and have home field at the link uh, throughout the playoffs? Um, oh, by the way, here, quick news. Uh, obviously, uh, we shouldn't do breaking news during a podcast, but, you know, hopefully Nando gets it up early like last week. But uh, no Austin Eckler at practice while the team was stretching, and they have added Jarrett Patterson to the practice squad. All right, so there you go right there. Jared so Patterson on the practice squad. Increase your Josh Kelly uh, fab bids. Yep, and, and a couple teams you don't have to worry about that because I already got him. It's going in my starting lineup this week. Um, Kyron Williams, would he if if Josh Kelly is not on your waiver wire and you need a running back, how how much are you going for Kyron Williams? What percentage are your fab? I think ten to fifteen percent if you really need a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's I'm still skeptical of the Rams offense uh, I still have worries about the offensive line does Stafford stay healthy but at this point look I know that the Rams coaching staff really like Williams you heard about it last year you did preseason yep. then he got hurt and we already know they don't love Akers you saw what happened last yeah, that's year they hate Akers yeah so, <laughs> so yeah I would uh, if you really need a running back I would I would go 10 to 15%. And that's, the, again, I've always said this for any sport with Fab. It's like the that's hardest your, thing you, to teach. Yeah, because, and, and then you know your league better than we do, too. Right. Even if it's week one and you're like, oh, I'm in a new league. Okay, well, I would see if I could look back at the history. Um, we all know in the high-stakes leagues that there's always going to be a couple guys that go crazy in week one. Um, I know – I mean, okay, I, this is a, an industry league – that's 12 teams and it's super flex. I can give you some of the bids. This is $100. Some of the bids that, um, I mean, Nakua went for 40. Oh, Kyron Williams. Okay, he went for 21. So Out of 100? Yeah. Okay. Josh Kelly went for 11. Okay. Um, Nakua went for 48. 
That's oh, wow. too much for me. That's that's a big bid right there. Yeah. So yeah. like I I would not. Go Honestly, that the, the 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 uh, the opposite of what you're saying. Somebody could say, well, you spend that forty eight, but you got the player for the whole season as opposed to spending yeah. that forty eight in week ten. Well, that's fair, but that's still forty eight percent of your budget. You that player better hit. I wouldn't go that high for the rest yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know maybe some sneakier guys are like. Uh, Allen Robinson and Calvin Austin for Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson is going to miss probably four weeks with a hamstring injury. I know Robinson's older, but he was getting the targets. He did get Austin. some looks, yeah. Yeah, Austin is interesting, too, in deeper formats because we did see him uh, play more once Deontay left the game. Now, Pittsburgh's offense looked horrendous, and, boy, I was wrong on that because I thought Pittsburgh was going to win that game. Uh, that, 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 was was a poor, that was a poor performance right there. I was on Pittsburgh, too. That was one of my few losses this week, and then that was a bad one right there. You know what I'm saying? As they got their head kicked in. Um, it looked like, George Pickens looked like a practice player. Like, he has good highlights in practice, but then you win and get him in the game. It's nothing. So, I, I, that was very disappointing from Pittsburgh. But I think Pittsburgh could bounce back. They should, yeah. I mean, I don't think Kenny Pickett could get much worse. Man. <laughs> You're, right. Was, uh, You're right. Really that was can. pretty pretty bad. What do you think of Jacoby Myers? I mean, he looked good, but then he took a big hit at the game. And the end of the game is he's in concussion protocol. He's in the protocol, yep. Mm-mm-mm. What about Kendrick Bourne? Yeah, I think he's kind of sneaky. Devontae Parker didn't play, so that helped him. But remember, they have an offensive coordinator now. I don't think Mac Jones is going to pass 54 times every week. Well, but this should be a week where they're going to have to pass, uh, assuming that they are the not deal, able to. Ronis, if you look at the Patriots' schedule, Mac Jones is going to have to be putting it up a lot because the Patriots got a, the Patriots might have the toughest schedule in the NFL. Like, yes, that's true. Like, they get into a, a game tonight, this weekend coming up. I mean – it's it's the Dolphins, you know how the Dolphins score. Now then it's the Jets, but and then it's the Cowboys, then it's the Saints, the Raiders, the like these games are going to be games. I think that you know it's not going to be put it like this. I don't think it's going to look like the Patriot Dolphins from last year. And one thing about Kendrick Bourne, he does have some speed. I think he can be sneaky. Now you're not going to obviously you know Puka and other like. Would you rather put the money on Kendrick Bourne or Tutu Atwell? Bourne. Yeah. Uh, Born of Myers. Myers. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then Born or Shahid. Shahid. I like Shahid. I draft. I didn't understand why he was going so late in drafts. I know he had a groin injury in the preseason. Yes, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. But that dude is so efficient. And that's a team, too, that I think, you know, could be at least early on. Passing quite a bit. I mean, Jamal Williams is going to get his touches, but he's not going to pick up huge yards. They he had a card at 300 passing yard game. Uh, they're going up against Carolina this week. J.C. Horn's out, so I like Shahid, man. Like that's a guy I drafted in a lot of leagues, and I would just sit there and be like, why is he falling so late? Um, he, he was uh, he's a big play threat. Uh, I think this offense could be pretty good, so I like Shahid. Is Bijan Robinson in a committee? It appears that way, but he looked really good. Um, I think you're a little concerned because Algier did get like the goal line carries, and but can the Falcons play this way every week? I don't think they can. You know, if, if you look at those, the, if you look at that box score, Carolina is, uh, had better numbers statistically 
than Atlanta. But Carolina had those two god awful turnovers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You kind of let them off it. off the hook. Say that again. And Atlanta gets Green Bay this week, so it's gonna be a good game. Those are two evenly matched teams. Yeah, I think Green Bay is pretty good. I think Green Bay can win the division. I yeah. really do. I know everyone's on Detroit, and that was a great Week One win. Uh, uh, Detroit was really gifted that game. Oh, they were. I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey not being there was massive, and Kadarius Tony. It looked like That's he was shaving disaster. points or throwing the game away. That's the same thing Cam said. Cam. Cameron. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you know, I got to watch that show. Yo, you got to see it. You got to see it. I said Antonio Brown was on Son, it. Did you see was that? Excellent. He was excellent. He was throwing Sean Payton under the bus. Well, really, he was Russell throwing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He was saying Sean Payton. This is so interesting, though. When you can get past, like, the scatterbrain that Antonio Brown is and just and get past his dialect and yeah. he talks football, he says some interesting things. He said um, Sean Payton did an onside kick. Early in the game, yeah. because he wanted to see Russell Wilson right away. Like he wanted to get Russell Wilson out there. He says that Sean Payton's going to bench Russell Wilson, and he says whenever a team, whenever a championship level level player like Russell Wilson goes leaves that organization to go get money somewhere else, that team always loses. And he was saying Sean Payton's not going to be long for Russell Wilson. And you know what? I kind of agree with that. I don't think that that's a match made in heaven right there. Then why did he take the job? Because I think he wanted to get, he get rid of Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think I have, that's what his thing. I've heard people say that, that they think that Russ could get benched. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson gets benched this year. I really do. And Antonio Brown said that Russell Wilson's going to be on the bench. So, um, interesting. Um, Jameer Gibbs may have been the most talented running back in week one. He was also the one that got seven attempts. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, Montgomery. Son, on the dog had the line set at eight. I was like, wow, they were right on that joint. Yeah, and he would have had a touchdown if he didn't fall. But he also had, I think he was near the top in broken tackles for the week. I think he'll be fine. I would buy on him if someone is willing to panic. I mean, it's the first game. I think pass protection they worried about, even though Montgomery got absolutely pancaked on a block. Remember that? He was on the the play. He was called for tripping. Like he fell yeah. on his back and he stuck out his leg and was called for tripping. Um, so I do think Gibbs will be more involved with the offense. You have to, man. Like the, he's talented. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think he's like obviously a guy you want to run between the tackles a lot, but especially with the lack of depth at wide receiver with Jameis Williams out. Like get this guy the ball in space, man. So I think they'll they'll do that a little bit more going forward. I know they said that. And we hear these teams say, yeah, we got to get, like, the perfect guy this week is Dallas Goddard, right? He had a zero, and they have already said we got to get him to Baltimore. So I do expect him to have a better game on Thursday night. Um, Before we get out of here, we talked last, right, we talked about players needing to get more shares of in draft. I mentioned Tyreek Hill and Calvin Ridley. And, Ronas, Calvin Ridley was running. I thought it was an A.I., when I was looking at Calvin Ridley run, like I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, that's Calvin Ridley, son. He looks phenomenal." Oh yeah, he absolutely does. I mean, we saw it in the preseason though too, right? So we all kind of knew. If you remember that draft that you uh, the beat out of Ronas League that you were did on your YouTube first round, you right? One twelve. Yep. And I know people are like, "Whoa!" Um, I'm trying to think if I got Ridley anywhere. I think. Oh yeah, I think I only have like one or two though. So yeah, it's the same thing, and then. The problem was, like, in my later drafts, I know I was picking, like, I think I had a draft that I was picking two, and 
I was ready to take him, and he went one pick before me. So, yeah, that's what sucks, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I he commanded a huge target share, and something to keep an eye on too is Christian Kirk because yeah. My uh, he, God, he, play, he played less snaps because they, he was mainly out of the slot. So when they had two wide sets, it was Zay Jones and Ridley. So something to keep an eye on and see if that changes. No doubt. So, all right, time to get ready to get up out of here. Send you on to week number two. Good luck, everybody. We'll be back next week to get you ready for the next round of Waiver Wire. Talk out through the week and get you ready for the upcoming games. It is Fantasy Foes, Corey Paulson, Adam Ronis right here. Cloud 10 Podcast. <laughs>